Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome, everyone, to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. My name is Vicki Neff. I'm your host. I come from Roswell, Georgia, and the goal of our podcast is to share topics and guests that will empower you to grow as a confident leader and take your business or your life to the next level. Today, I'm so pleased to have a get my guest, Genesis Amaris Kemp. Genesis is a visionary life coach, motivational speaker, and author. I love this next piece. She's a firecracker. And a mindset hacker. Isn't that awesome? Firecracker and a mindset hacker. A force to be reckoned with. She's a woman that empowers others to speak up for them, themselves. Yes, it may be challenging. Yes, it may hurt. But in the long run, she desires to encourage others to help themselves. Or she encourages others to help those who may not have a voice. And I'm all about that. That's my goal too. She's a trailblazer who wants to live out their dreams, goals, and vision. And we've all had an excellent purpose in life, uh, but it's up to us to walk victoriously, to live our life victoriously. She is multifaceted and multidimensional, and I think we'll see that in a few minutes. And she cannot be contained in a box or compartmentalized because <laughs> she's a firecracker. You can't do that with a firecracker. You'd have to hold it. So please join me in welcoming Genesis Ameris Kemp. Thank you so much for having me, Vicki. I'm just super excited. And as you're reading, I was like, Who's that girl? La, 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 la. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, my goodness. So today's theme is what ignites you. And I just have to tell you a little secret. Whenever I, I was a district leader for Toastmasters, I've been a Toastmaster forever. And my theme during Toastmaster, my five years, was um, to have ignite And I had flames and everything and banners. (laughs) Because we have to light the fire under people to get them going and excited. So I loved your theme. And we will start out with a really simple question to break the ice here and let everybody know what part of the country do you call home? I call home the U.S. Houston, Texas. Whoa, (laughs) everything's bigger in Texas. (laughs) And of course, a firecracker would live there. Oh, my goodness. And it's firecracking hot today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was hot in Georgia, too. So I, I want to ask you, really, 
why are you so passionate about diversity, equity, and inclusion? I mean, those are bug words today, buzzwords, absolutely. I love that question. So one reason why I'm passionate is because I am first generation American, meaning my dad was South American. He was from Curaçao, so off the tip of Venezuela. For those of you who still can't get it, it is part of the ABC Islands, Aruba, Bonaire, and Curaçao is where my dad was from. And my mom is West Indian, so she is Caribbean from St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Mm -hmm. That's where you get your firecracker from. I have friends in that area. Awesome. So again, you know, what drove you? When did, when did you get to this point where the passion could not be contained and you had to do something? So definitely working in a male-dominated field, such as oil and gas and energy, I worked in that field for 12 years. And whenever I did not see a lot of people that looked like me that were on the board of directors or in an executive position or had a seat at the table, and whenever I got to go into rooms that some of my other colleagues or counterparts weren't afforded the ability, it was like, oh, we're, we're giving you a seat at the table, but we want you to just sit there, be pretty or whatnot. And I felt conditioned. I felt like I couldn't really be me. Like I was conditioned to straighten my hair, even though my hair is naturally curly. So I would always get these Dominican blowouts. And for those of you listening, it's where your hair is like um, straightened with a blow dryer, but no chemicals are involved because I wanted to look a certain part. You dress a certain way. Mm -hmm. Your mannerisms need to be a certain way. So everything is different than how you feel. And I feel like if I can't be myself and if, if I can't be myself and really be rewarded for being unapologetically me, but also bringing in my background knowledge, expertise, and educational to the forefront, then I feel like I am lying to myself or I'm diminishing myself at the appeasement Mm -hmm. of others who are trying to validate who I am. So I feel like this is not the way to live because my counterparts aren't expected to do that because they're non-chocolate. And I say, I'm that chocolate dropping in corporate America. I really, I wrote a book about it, but whenever I began to have these conversations with my family, members who are family members because they're married in and when they said oh that's not true but when I want when I show them the evidence and the proof of the pudding or something happened with my niece and nephews who are biracial then they began to see it Mm -hmm. and I was like I'm not talking about it for clout I'm talking about it because it's something that I've experienced personally and professionally and that's why I speak out about diversity equity inclusion and belonging because it does take all of us coming together to make this world a better place my sister's kids are half white my brother's kids are half Indian and my older brother his kids are truly African-American their mother is from Cameroon and when they would tell me stories that okay, the kids at school said, oh, you're not black enough to fit in, or you're not white enough, or you're not pink, or whatever the whatever the colors were. At such a young age, at six years old, that made my heart break because I was yeah. like, no kid should feel like they can't play with someone on the playground because they don't look the right. same. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, if this is happening to someone at six years old, what is it? What is going to happen when they become adults? So if we don't get in front of the curve and start being proactive versus reactive, then we are not going to see the progression in order to really change that. And DEI is not just here to check the box. We need to really make it evident and engage in these courageous but difficult conversations to really push the needle forward. Make it make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you got me fired up. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I just was thinking back. <clears throat> Whenever our, our kids, and, and you're going to have a baby, so this is all going to come to you, but that child, when they play with other toddlers, other, you know, one-year-olds, there's no color. They, they love each other. They, I, 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 that's how everybody should be. Everybody should be colorblind, don't you think? Yeah, I completely resonate with that. Mm -hmm. And that's the way my parents raised me. And because my dad's mom was mixed, she was half white, half black. So I tell her, Grandma, you were down with the squirrel. You had the best of everything. <laughs> but it's so sad to me yeah. because when, when I was young, um, probably in my teens, you know, not real young because I grew up up north and, you know, that's how that, that was there. But anyway, let's just not go there. But um, I remember that was the first exposure that I had to have friends that their parents were two different races. And I felt so sad because, as you said, the Caucasians didn't like them and the, the Black you know, African-Americans didn't like them. And I thought, oh, how lost. I, I, I went to high school with a girl and she just was always so confused and it just hurt my heart. Yeah, it, it really does hurt, hurt my heart too because it's like, what am I? And I'm like, don't say what, what am I? Say who am I? Yeah. And I was like, and you have a valid place in life. And I don't care how someone makes you feel. You don't have to co-sign their feelings into mm -hmm. your realities. You have a voice, you have a choice and you matter just as much as they do. And if they're ignorant, you can't help someone's ignorant, but you can help how you choose to react and see the situation. And, you know, not everyone's going to like you and that's okay. They're just not part of your tribe. And, and, you know, that's like anywhere, you know, there are, are people around us, same races we are that we don't like and we don't be around <laughs> and, you know, and that's our choice. You know, you choice, you choose people that uplift you, that um, respect you to be your friends and everyone else. Oh, well, you know how it is. But um, I, I think that you are just that firecracker woman who is beautiful. And uh, that is how I look at you. <laughs> so what made you this woman that you are today? Oh, definitely. My dad had a big part in that and I miss him dearly. Um, he passed in November of oh. 2020. 
2020 to medical negligence eight days after a surgical procedure. But oh. my dad had that um, that Latino, South American <laughs> vibe, swing, twang, or however you want to say. And he was just such a firecracker. But then he was the type of man who was very religious and spiritual. And he will give you the shirt off your back. He will talk to anybody. Even sometimes if we were at the grocery store, like he would just, you know, he said, oh my gosh, can we just get the groceries and go? <laughs> Um, but that was just who my dad was. And then my mom was very passive. And sometimes I felt like people would run over my mom because she was so quiet. And when I saw my mom that way, I was like, I don't want to be that, that way. And I was like, it's no dis disrespect or discredit to my mom. Cause I love her and her and my dad were married for 30 years up until my dad passed away. But I just feel like as a woman, sometimes you need to hold your own and, yeah. You and if you don't hold your own, then sometimes people are gonna run over you or see you as a doormat. And sometimes she's like, "Oh, I'll just pray." And I'm like, "So how how many times are you gonna pray?" Because sometimes Jesus says, um, "Faith without works is dead." So I need you to act it out. Yeah. And so I just get a lot of my firecracker and bubbly spirit from my dad. So that's what made me this way. And sometimes it can, you know, shoot you in the foot depending <laughs> on what environment you're in. But I've learned now to balance it, especially whenever you're in certain professional settings or whenever you're talking to certain people, whether it's via verbal, verbal language, nonverbal language, which is your body language, your tonality, your demeanor and et cetera, because whether you like it or not, as soon as you walk in the room, somebody is already sizing you oh, yeah. up mm -hmm. and they're projecting their preconceptions and notions and judgment on to you. So if you're going into a room, be prepared to be interviewed. You better have your outfit to the nines. You better know how you're going to interact with those people and et cetera, because they do say first impressions are lasting impressions, but can they be changed? I truly believe they can be changed Absolutely. if that person is open and ready to receive and they're not in the blinders. Mm -hmm. spot. And when I say the, the blinder spot, I mean, they don't have a veil over their eyes where they're not willing to really go beyond the surface with you. Yeah. To allow both the parties to be vulnerable, to be both parties to be authentic and accept each other for what they are, right? Yes, Vicki, absolutely. So you wrote a book. How long does, did it take you to write that book? There it is. Chocolate so, drop in a corporate America. Tell us, <laughs> you told us a little bit how it started, but. So um, the first question you asked me, how long did it take me to write chocolate drop in corporate America with the subtitle from the pit to the palace? It took me two months. I wrote my entire book on my cell phone in a notes app because I did not have a laptop at the time outside of the company issued laptop. And what really prompted me to write the book was a day of frustration. I had no idea that I was going to write the book. I just had got into like a disagreement with my supervisor and she said some things I've said some I said some things and I pulled out my phone and I just wrote in it chocolate drop in corporate America some people say well Genesis why did you say chocolate drop in corporate America because it's a bit controversial and I said because one 
I didn't want to say black. I didn't want to say African-American because you hear those terms so many times. Mm -hmm. So I said, I'm chocolate, I'm melanated. And I've come to love the melon in my skin now. And when I think about what's irresistible, what can't you just have one bite of? And I was like, that's chocolate. It comes (laughs) in all variations. I love it. White chocolate, milk chocolate, dark chocolate semi-sweet bitter crunchy nuts without nuts food (laughs) and I was like and there's never been one person that I know that says oh all I have is just one square of chocolate and it satisfies me no you eat until there's no more at least that's what I do and (laughs) so I said okay that's why I put chocolate drop and then coincidentally I was working in corporate America in corporate America but if you really go and look at the book cover you'll see the details that I really focus on there's a world in the background to let people know that these issues don't just happen in America they happen worldwide there's people on the book cover from all all races all backgrounds I have people in the medical field construction finance and etc why because diversity equity and inclusion involves all of us no matter what professional industry you're in everyone has been slighted on the job in some form of fashion whether it was nepotism sexism racism colorism whatever the case may be there has been something that you have experienced in your life that was not a fair situation was there something that could have been done yes Were there repercussions that may come with it? Yes. Would you get silence because you spoke up? Yes. Would you get labeled? Yes. Some people, for a woman, depending on what industry you are, I've heard they said, oh, you're aggressive. Some people Mm -hmm. have called me the B word. Some people have said (laughs) other things. And, you know, depending on what day you get Genesis, I tell people the Lord is still working on me. So... (laughs) You may get a firecracker snap back answer, but I was like, Jesus, Jesus on the main line. I need you to come down to earth so I could say something that's not nasty and snarky because sometimes you don't always need to go low when someone goes low. You need to go high when they go low. And, you know, how you react can also be a part of them determining your character and saying, yeah. yep, I knew I could push her button because they're looking for that satisfa- satisfaction. They're looking to see how can they drive you? How can they cause you to rise up? Because they want to get you to the point where they condition you, but also where the label that they project onto you sticks. Yeah. You need to remember all that as you're raising your daughter. <laughs> Every one of those things, because firecrackers don't come back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So what advice would you have liked to give your 20-year-old self? Never settle for no. Um, see no as a new opportunity or next opening. Always be willing to jump those hurdles, break down those barriers, and stay in your own lane because when you have clarity and focus, nothing else matters because your goal is to make it to that finish line. I would tell my younger 20 self to love who you are and be unapologetically you because that would save me a lot of heartache, a lot of pain, and a lot of crappy relationships that I had. (laughs) Amen to that. (laughs) 
All right, this is the fun part. I, I love, we do five words or phrases and you just rapid fire, give me your answer. Okay. Community. Togetherness. Women empowerment. Unity, voice, powerful. Faith. God, love, grace. Yes. What is your best tip for staying focused on your goals? Visualize the end and reverse engineer it so you can take the actions to get there. Oh, that is good. Reverse engineer to take action. I love it. As a project manager, as, uh, as past career, I think that's awesome. And who would be your favorite motivational speaker for today? Mm, so many good ones. I know, I know. I'm just going to say, since this is rapid fire, the first person that came to my mind today, um, Les Brown, because I talked uh -huh. about him earlier. You got to be hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you, we just had him speak at our Toastmaster conference and he was great. He was great. And he did say, you got to be hungry. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. I'm going to share my screen so that everybody can capture what you're websites and things like that are. And those of you that are listening to just the audio, I will read, <laughs> attempt to read and not cough, uh, read the information. So we have Genesis Amaras Kemp. Her website is https colon forward slash forward slash G-E-N-E-S-I-S-A-M-A-R-I-S-K-E mp generis genesis ameris kemp dot net and her email is genesis with a capital g ameris kemp so that's capital g e n e s i s capital a m a r i s capital k e m p at gmail.com so again the name is genesis ameris kemp with a initial cap for the g the a and the k at gmail.com. She is able to be found on Facebook, Instagram. And if you just look up Generis Ameris Kemp for Facebook, there's a three at the end of that dot three. And um, Instagram is just Genesis Ameris Kemp. And let's have Jeanette, Genesis, please tell us about your gift and um, what you have. So I have three freebies for the amazing community. The first one is the first chapter of my book for free, which is going to be found on my website under the books tab. And the second two items are health and wellness products. The first one is a health assessment. And the reason why I think this is valuable is because what good is having wealth if you don't have optimal health to enjoy awesome. the wealth that you have acquired. And then the second one is a wellness product. It is the Kiani Sunrise. And who doesn't like to rise up feeling energized, recharged <laughs> and rejuvenated. So that is going to be your superfoods and super nutrients all in one package, unlike the junk on the market, like a five hour energy, a bang or whatnot with all those extra additives. These have this um, product has your fruits and veggies, as well as the vitamins that you need to really promote that sustainability and longevity to give you a boost of energy. And if you're like me, you need to be fired 
up. <laughs> and to do that, she'll go to, as she said, to her website and then um, the chocolate and- drop. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. So the health and wellness ones are under the features and merchandise tab. Okay, very good. So again, just go to genesisamariscamp.net and uh, for the book, go to chocolate drop book under the book section, she said, to get those first chapter. And then the other piece, again, just go to the products tab. Is that what you said? Yes, the features and merchandise tab. Features and merchandise. So I want again, thank you so much for coming here today and sharing your firecracker awesomeness. It has been just a slice of heaven, honest to God. So wonderful to get to meet you and know you better. We'll have to do this again, especially after you have that baby so I could see what the baby looks like. If you enjoyed all the tips and the great content that Genesis has shared today, please go to her website and uh, check it out. Check out that book. And if you love the book, get more than just the first chapter, guys. You can always email me if you didn't get the information and you like it. Um, But again, you can get that information from going to her website. So until next time, please remember that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling and I'm signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.